So, getting distracted by the holidays, obviously, yes, but let's not go too far away from some of the topics we're working on. One of those has been, of course, the entry of cartels, and while they're taking over some towns in California's desert, they're also entering the situation here in New York City, where the gangs now have come out. Uh, and are battling each other on, on a scale that has not been seen in a long time. But here's the difference. Here in New York, it seems that the focus of law enforcement has been against MS-13 and other Hispanic and Latino gangs. But yet at the same time, other ethnic groups, gangs, are not being targeted. So if you're a white gang member, if you're a Latino gang member, if you're an Asian gang member, prosecution is almost certain. But it seems that if you're a part of a black prison gang or black street gang, they're not getting that much focus on them. Now, how strong are these Latino gangs when they come into places like California? Do you know that they're actually bringing in their own slave labor to run marijuana fields on a scale that is unprecedented and has not been seen in the past? And with police forces defunded and federal law enforcement made to step away from enforcing marijuana laws the government legalized programs that are supposed to be tax revenue generating operations for these uh, one-time illegal products are now becoming a burden uh, on these communities that have become virtual fiefdoms or kingdoms of these drug cartels that have moved their trade from one side of the border to another. Now, uh, we do have an interview that I was listening to on the Federalist Radio Hour, and uh, that's another podcast that I often uh, pop into. And I think this is Jorge Ventura and uh, his uh, documentary that he was talking about how cartels are taking over the southern area of California. Let's listen in, and then we'll get to some more topics on this and how those same cartels that have established so much control in some parts of California, New Mexico, and uh, Nevada that they are shifting their focus from those areas and are sweeping across the country. And that, of course, is the basis for a lot of the fighting you're seeing in places like Chicago, places like Detroit, and other areas. It's because of these cartels that are moving and sweeping across the country as they move to take over more and more areas from more traditional gangs and unfortunately prosecutors are looking at it politically and not in terms of fighting them in criminal prosecution efforts and also are ignoring who really controls the cartels many of whom control media in major cities like new york the daily caller high quality stuff tell us tell us all about this documentary jorge first off you know what's it called uh, how long have you been working on it? What's it about? Yeah, so the uh, documentary is called Cartelville USA. Um, we spent about four months working on it, and you know this this story really just kind of fell on my lap. So I've been covering the border pretty heavy since March, since you know it made the headlines as as a border crisis. And when I was covering the border, 
I met Congressman Mike Garcia, who represents District 25 back in California, which is North LA County. And I was I was kind of curious because um, Garcia at that time was the only representative. I still I still believe till today was the only representative from California that was visiting the border. So when I was when I was at the border, you know, you're always meeting congressmen and senators from Texas, but really no one from the outside. So I asked Congressman Garcia, like, hey, you know, why are you so you know concerned with the border coming, you know, from District 25? And he said, Jorge, we have a Mexican drug cartel problem uh, in my just in my district. They're starting to really take over these desert rural communities. And there's a huge human smuggling trafficking problem. And then um, I was kind of shocked. They did like a little like a, you know, like where you do a double take because I actually grew up in Palmville in the Antelope Valley. So I'm actually in his district. And I just asked him to elaborate. And he says that these drug cartels essentially um, in this past kind of year and a half have really found these rural communities. They're starting up these illegal marijuana operations. And they're smuggling migrants from the border and using them as forced labor, which which we call labor trafficking. And forcing these migrants to work these, these grow operations. And now these cartels are actually battling other cartels out here in the desert for control of these deserts. So they're starting up illegal marijuana operations. Um, since they are illegal, they are stealing water at a record number. I believe the last number that we have is every day that these illegal marijuana operations are operating in Southern California, between 3 million to 9.6 million water gallons per day are being wasted. There's a huge environment problem because all That's something that even the left will care about. You, uh, and it's on top of the environmental degradation and the water thieving, uh, you said that there's a violence problem these cartels are bringing. That's something that's kind of new, because the cartels generally know you can kill as many Mexicans as you want in Mexico. You can slave trade as many humans as you want from foreign countries, but you don't mess with Americans. Then Americans start to freak out. It's, it seems to be one of the very few remaining ideas of Pax Americana in the world, as cartels know that's bad for business. But you worry that that might be changing? Yeah, that, that's the that's a huge issue here, and the, the the big problem is, you know, when you mention to Californians and say, hey, did you know we have an illegal marijuana operation problem here? You know, most people just shrug their shoulders and say, hey, it's it's not a big deal. It's just pot. It's probably two hippie dudes in the middle of nowhere just smoking joints, and they have no idea this huge criminal element. So we are starting to see these cartels shoot at American citizens. We interviewed them in the documentary. I interviewed um, San Bernardino County Sheriff Shannon Dykes, who had his his own sheriffs and gunfire fights with these cartels. And like I said, the, the, the homicide rate is climbing up. They're finding bodies that are shot and killed connected to these illegal marijuana grows. So that's that's really the, the scary part because now you really have these American citizens, working class citizens, that the reason they moved to the desert is just to get away from being in, in, in LA and the kind of the hectic, the, the hectic and the madness of being in a city. So these folks come out here to retire and now they're literally stuck in the middle of cartel gunfire fights in the middle of the desert. A big issue right here too, Bedford, is that the lack of law enforcement in the desert. So when you're out there in these areas called Nenac, Eastside, Lancaster, if you call your local sheriff, they'll literally tell you that, hey, uh, it's going to take us like an hour, two hours to even get to you. You're really just on your own out there. So these cartels are essentially running rapid because they have access to the water, um, to our California aqueducts. They tap in and still water every single day. They also uh, drill illegal wells, and they also tap into the wells of the residents that live out there. The gun violence, the, the environment, and like I said, I was shocked just to see how rapid the situation was. Um, so when Congressman Garcia invited me to those two to those two town halls, and I was hearing it from the residents, I was just shocked that this story was really un, uh, you know underreported. That's when I called my my producer Sonic Basu back in D.C. and I said, Hey, we need we need to do a full on investigation and really kind of document what's going on here. And the county next door to us, which is San Bernardino County, we spent some time over there. They have over one thousand illegal marijuana growth. So just between our two counties, we're, we're close to 2,000
corporations, and they're really controlled by three main factions. So we see the Mexican drug cartels connected to Sinaloa. The Chinese mafia is actually out here, too, and smuggling Chinese uh, nationals through the southern border. And Can you explain we're... that, Jorge? That, yeah. That's really interesting. People might not know about it. Yeah, so we went, uh, we went embedded with the San, uh, San Bernardino County Sheriff. They have these, um, a marijuana and, and enforcement team where they raid these grows, and we went embedded with them, and we raided about three Chinese uh, grows by the Chinese mafia where these uh, Chinese cartels Ooh. are now smuggling Ooh. Chinese migrants, time, nationals, and then forcing them to work their grows as well. So that's something that we've, we've never seen really before. And then the, the last faction is now is the Armenian crime organization here in California. They're also involved. Now, the Armenians so far, what, what we've been seeing from our reporting is they like to buy these homes and they actually will gut out the home and do an indoor illegal marijuana grow. So we're seeing the Mexicans and the Chinese go more with the outdoor grows. And we're talking about massive operations. I think you'll see it in the documentary. The, the biggest operation we discovered was in El Mirage, San Bernardino, where we found 10-acre operation of an illegal marijuana grow. I mean, you would you would have thought that Jeff Bezos and Amazon was running this illegal grow. No. I mean, that's how large it was out there in the desert. Like Harold and Kumar, that's what I'm picturing. Um, yeah, but it's not. It's, 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 the Sonolas, the Armenians, and the Chinese, like, I think they're meaner than, than Harold and Kumar. Well, yeah, but they run into this like <laughs> massive pot operation at one point, and maybe that's in the second film. But Jorge, how dangerous is, is this reporting? Um, it, it's very dangerous. So the reason why I was speaking, when I speak to community members, are saying, you know, why is this issue so underreported? They say that, you know, the local media doesn't want to send their reporters out there because they don't have the money or the security to kind of have a, a team out there. And then when I, and then, you know, we also found out that basically mainstream media doesn't want to come out there because they don't want to send their six-figure earner reporters out there in the desert. So for me, I was like, that kind of left a void for us. Uh, we daily <laughs> collar fills that void. <laughs> expendable, expendable labor. Um, so the thing is, when we were out there interviewing even the property owners, they would they would literally call us crazy. They said, guys, this is like the Wild Wild West out here. You're all on your own. If you're not armed, like, don't come out here. So, um, but you know what? We, we, we always take that, that, that challenge on, whether it's the rides, the border, and we got a little spy drone that really saved us because that little spy drone, we were able to fly it over these illegal groves and document some of the drug activity, the water haul, and then the weapons. I mean, the weapons... On these grows, I think it's also a, a pretty shocking thing just to see how they these migrants, these undocumented, uh, undocumented migrants, are armed out there. Yeah, it's really brave reporting. It's really incredible, impressive. People, I, I strongly suggest people go watch it. I'm going to put a link at the bottom of the uh, in the description on how to find the documentary, and it's actually free to watch on the Daily Caller site. Uh, it's also on YouTube. You can look at it and see exactly. Um, how this topic is being brought up and it's not something a lot of people want to talk about especially in San Bernardino County and, and some of the other desert counties where this is going on in California but that this stretches out into very vast areas and the fact that it is not only Mexican cartels uh, but actually Chinese triads uh, the, the problem is many of the reporters don't understand the difference between the Mexican cartels and the Chinese triads and the synergy between these groups and now you do also have uh, Armenian gangs that they're talking about that are building indoor grow areas but you have massive uh, you know uh, growth areas where, where the, this is legalized and this is why you're seeing such a jump into places like New York where marijuana has been legalized and you have officials who are basically telling police you know if uh, if, if marijuana is is being consumed on the streets to just ignore it and leave it alone even though it is illegal 
for uh, you know for uh, uh, these uh, uh, sellers to sell to minors um, and and other things. If you live near any high school in New York City, you will walk around and smell the air and know that it's there. It is not that difficult to find. Normally, it doesn't happen on the campuses themselves, you know, or on the schools themselves, but in the periphery of the schools. And we're not just talking about you know high schools. We're talking about elementary schools. And, and you can walk around New York City and find it. And the cops, they're just not enforcing the laws anymore because they say, well, it's been decriminalized. I mean, you have a mayor of New York City in Eric Adams who is going out and uh, basically offering the stuff to national uh, talk show hosts uh, and, and joking about it. You know, not even thinking that, wait, the law is, number one, supposed to be for medical purposes, for people who have, you know, a high degree of pain high degree of suffering for people who are uh, in hospices who are dying, for uh, people who are in uh, an extreme need uh, of, of uh, uh, drugs that will help them cope with, uh, you know, end of life issues. And uh, that is one reason why this was decriminalized. Totally ignoring the fact that smoking in general is bad for health, you know totally ignoring the fact that that this can cause lung cancer that this can cause other problems and that the majority of the sales that you're seeing in the streets of New York City to this day is fueling the violence that you see all throughout New York City and they just don't want to talk about it you know they just want to laugh about it they just want to make you know jokes about it and they tend to forget the real issue here and that is that this is causing problems so nobody wants to talk about it, you know, and everybody says, well, you know, it's uh, it's part of this Green New Deal where, you know, everybody's pretty much on it. I mean, you look at the White House and you begin to understand exactly why they're so screwed up in the way things are being run sometimes, because they seem to be in a totally stone state of mind. And they forget that many of these organizations, these illegal distribution organizations, we're not talking about the legalized ones. We're not talking about those who are paying taxes and complying with the laws. We're talking about the illegal sales, which is probably three times the amount of what the legal uh, sales are, are going through. Uh, they are out there. They are selling. They are, you know, uh, creating uh, a huge problem, both uh, social and economic and long term. And you're seeing families busted up because of this. You're seeing uh, people who are, you know, dealing with uh, severe issues of memory loss and, and other problems, uh, totally disregarding um, many of the, the things that they're supposed to deal with in life, all because they're on these substances and they cannot continue to cope and comprehend with the daily problems that, that they're supposed to be dealing with. Uh, you're seeing it in government. You're seeing it in the private sector. And you're seeing it in generally productivity that is dropping off because you have a situation here uh, that is almost similar to the situation where the opium wars were taking place with in uh, in China in the uh, you know 1870s or 1880s when uh, you know there there were these uh, massive operations run by the British, the French, and yes, in some instances some other countries. Uh, who were trading in opium and selling it into China. And so now you have Chinese cartels, uh, Chinese and Mexican cartels, hybrids that are working uh, in places like California, working in places like the you know uh, state of New York and other places, and just pushing this product into so many levels of society at such a scale. 
and that nobody is looking at the long-term health costs and long-term problems that people are going to be facing because of the abundance of this product that is out there and that is affecting children, teens, and people who are supposed to be uh, running things properly. And, and you have uh, openly uh, city officials in the city of New York who are totally ignoring the issue because they are themselves addicted to the product and don't want to deal with the problem that they face. So now you listen to the story in California, let's listen to Eric Adams and, and how he viewed that situation and what the problem is here in the city of New York. There you go. I was wondering what that was. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, a couple of things in here. Blanket. If you go to Times Square and you want to wrap up with your boo, your boo, your boo you can do it with your blanket. <laughs> I'll take this, thank you. I have a t-shirt for you. This is my theme, uh, GSD. It's, I, I'm going to say get stuff done for you, but there's another meaning with the S, no, but get it done. Okay, all right. One of my best gifts, as you know, marijuana is legal. I have raw. I did not know. I have raw. I am not aware, Mr. Mayor. I'm not into that scene. I have bamboo. Oh, this is big. And I can't give you this gift. I give it to you later. You know. <laughs> mm -hmm. 